what is the best vacation that you've never taken? Oh, let's go. I want to go to Italy so bad. Really? Yes. Okay. I want the romance. I want the pasta. I want, I want it all. Yeah. The question is, do you bring the kids or not? Welcome to Owner's Table, where today we talk to Rachel Autry. Now, Rachel Autry is a good friend of mine who lives here in Birmingham. She's moved a little bit from South Carolina. And how her journey, as this sounds crazy, but how her journey as an influencer has carried her and created wealth for her and her family. Um, she started out when she was single, started out with a small podcast, and her podcast has grown exponentially till she has now has a sponsor for her podcast that is a name that you will all recognize how her and her husband Thomas are managing life as a pie he's a pilot and flying all over the world and now has not but not one but two kids and managing her thriving business I know you're going to enjoy hearing Rachel all right. Thank you so much for joining us today. So our guest today is a young lady. I, I say young lady like I'm 60. <laughs> is a young lady that I've known for probably the last four or five years. Um, done some business together when we, we started Table in Time. Just, just, just been a part of the things we've done. Um, she has, since then, life has dramatically changed. Yes. So multiple babies, a uh, wonderful husband, uh, and just just a lot of different things have happened in oh, the yeah. last four or five years. So my mm-hmm. guest, Rachel Autry, is just such an amazing lady. And uh, I'm so happy to have you. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor awesome. to be able to be on this side of the microphone. It, it is yeah. different. Okay? It's wild. So Rachel has a podcast called Real Talk. So give me an idea of what that is. And then yes. we'll kind of start from the today sure. and then work backwards from there. Sounds so tell great. me about that. So today, Real Talk with Rach, Real mm-hmm. Talk with Rachel Autry, whatever you want to call it, yep. um, is a show. Every week, every Wednesday, we go live um, and we just share everything from jeans to Jesus, pop culture, playlists, everything in between, the good and the grief. We saw a need for there to be uplifting, but yet practical conversation for women that could be entertaining. So whether you are doing the baby thing and yeah. washing dishes at the kitchen sink or commuting to your corporate job or a student. We really wanted to feel a need to be fun and okay. fresh, but clean, yeah, entertainment driven, but also you walk away with a few practicals. And so we are sure. faith-based, yeah. um, but not every show is around a certain theological topic. So like Good. I said, jeans to Jesus, sure, everything in between. So tell me about the audience. So let's talk about today. Okay. So if someone's listening today, mm-hmm. who are the people out there that can benefit from our conversation? Yes, it's going to be your women. It's okay. going to be the girls. But also, I feel like it could also be men championing women in their lives, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, if you look at our go, analytics. Go back to this. Men yes. championing our women. Uh-huh. Tell me what what that means, because people are out there go, what is the word champion? Sure. You, tell me that. Yes, this is also for the husbands, um, the brothers, the... Um, boyfriends, fiancés, or whoever that are interested in how to love and serve and cheerlead their women on in their life. And whatever that looks like, whether it's in motherhood and ministry, in the workplace, in their marriage. Sure. Yes. If you want a girl's perspective that is clean, fun, and practical, we are your go-to. Okay. So let's work backwards from here. So tell me about growing up. So now you've got your own podcast. You're doing things that around the the content creation Mm -hmm. media world. Mm Which you're a business owner because you got to manage this stuff. That's right. You got to make money. That's right. Uh, so tell me, tell me about how you grew up. Where Where are you from? Mm-hmm. How did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Uh, just give me some backgrounds. This is what Rachel was 
Gosh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. If anyone's from Columbia, it's technically Irmo, but we, right. we round ah. up. <laughs> we yeah. round up to yeah, exactly. Um, Small town with two great parents. I say I grew up in a VeggieTales household. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we, yeah, yeah we, it was, it was, if yeah, yeah. you're not watching MTV, you're watching VeggieTales. That's totally right. You were yeah, one or the sure. other. Yeah. We grew up in a VeggieTales household, prayed over our meals, supported ministries, yeah. um, prayed for our ministries who supported mm-hmm. like great foundation for, I feel like where my faith is today. Um, my, I have two biological brothers Okay. today. I have four brothers, which yes. we might get there. Sure. Um, Two biological brothers, Hamilton and Landon, great people, Mm -hmm. really fun to grow up with. Um, When I was younger, I met Jesus through a conversation with my dad in a hospital room. Um, My dad, as far as I remember him growing up, was super sick. He had kidney failure and he was on a transplant list for a while. Um, And just God's mercy, like we found a transplant donor very last minute. Um, And he explained this whole idea that because Miss Judy gave her kidney for me, yeah. I'm able to live my life abundantly and I don't have to be sick in bed doing dialysis anymore. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did for you, except you didn't give an organ. He gave his life. He yeah, gave his awesome. life. And I'm like, wow, that's really that's cool. Wonderful. So, yeah. So tell me about your parents. What did your parents do? Yes. Dad, financial advisor. Okay. Owned his own firm. Yeah. Very entrepreneurial. Okay. So I grew up, I was a lemonade stand girl, yeah. but my dad explained to me like, okay, now here are their proceeds. This is your profit. And this is what you owe your mom back. And this yes. is what you owe the rent for the table in yeah. the neighborhood that you've set up. And I'm like, whoa, dad, this I just want to This is the person you have to save because yes. you want to go buy lemonade next week. Right. Yeah. He's like, if you're going to do it again, you need to set this aside. Mm-hmm. Like I understood it Perfect. from a very- Man after my own heart. Yes. Like six years old kind of thing. That's great. I'm like, dad. Okay. Give me my money. Yeah. I'm going to sell some lemonade. Yeah. Um, but I think that that planted a huge entrepreneurial spirit in my own sure. heart growing up because I saw it. Yeah. Mom was a teacher, left the classroom right. to raise my brothers and I, stay at home mom right. situation. Loved it. Really, truly a charming, uh, charming childhood it is what I would seems, say. It seems, all I hear is leave it to Beaver. Truly. That's all and, I hear. Yes. So until some of you high don't school. Know who Leave It to Beaver is, just yeah. Google it or YouTube it. That's the only way you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So sounds like just a wonderful home growing yeah. up. So, so childhood, dad's a financial advisor, mom mm-hmm. stays at home yep. at this point. We're, um, Going through high school, how what were you like in middle school and high school? Yeah, middle school, high school. I was your student council girly, oh, student body president. Miss yeah, popular. That was me. Okay. No, I um, played a few sports. I loved being involved. Mm-hmm. I had a really great friend group. Um, my junior year of high school, this is why I say things changed. I was your typical A B honor roll sure. kind of girl. Um, and if anyone, like when I would sit in church or youth group and people were talking about, you know, God, it's going to save you from your sins. I was a girl that really wrestled with the pride and self-righteousness being like, I don't have things I need to be forgiven for. I'm not, right. I'm not sinning. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't really mess up yeah. here. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> false. Hopefully things have changed with our yeah. husband sitting in the room. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We have been sanctified. Yeah, okay? exactly. like, we have been through a process yeah. since that day. Yeah. I really wrestled with, I don't understand what it is. I need to be like saved from this, this life as I know it is fine. Hmm. Funny enough, um, just prayed and was like, Lord, that if there's anything in me, like rid me of it. And he took me on a very incredible journey that I feel like I'm still going on since that prayer. Um, my dad passed away in a rock climbing accident really randomly one day wow. on January 2nd when I was a, a junior in high school. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was neat hindsight looking back because 
uh, a gift that God would give him the extra years mm-hmm. since we had already kind of grieved and coped and come up with this idea that we wouldn't live life with dad since sure. the kidney transplant. Um, but because he had that and it saved his life for those extra eight years, he was able to live here on earth. He wow. did it abundant. He yeah. did the John 10, 10, like ran Ironmans, race, yeah. race cars, traveled the it. world, the live like you're dying sure. song. Yeah, that was exactly. Him. Yeah. yeah and, awesome. um, then passed away in a random accident. I took that as my excuse to grieve however yeah. I wanted to. So anything I had, any question I had about life, I thought I've been given a wild card, right? Yeah. Like everyone's expecting me to be the crazy girl now. Like I'm mm. the girl whose dad died in a small town. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go and do it. And I did it. Um, I partied hard. Yes. I had boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I just I, like I made all the bad decisions. Yeah to a point where I got low and realized this is not all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. You got to wake up every morning and go, what have I just freaking done? Yeah. And is this who I want to be? And knowing I was also setting a legacy and the people around me were the people doing the same things as me. And is that who I want to spend my time with? And that's, but that's not fair because that's who I am too. Right. So it was just a tricky little corner of life that I felt stuck in. So in that time, Dad's passed away. So in the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, you're starting to formulate in your mm-hmm. mind, most people, especially being raised in the South. That's right. Great parents. Uh, the question of what do you want to be when you grow up? Sure. What was the answer to that question when someone asked you? It was that always different. Break? Was it? Okay. There's the entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. right? I'm like, I want to be a business owner. Okay. I like, you oh, did I think that. Be, yeah. Or I was like, oh, I want to be in PR. Loved marketing. Loved okay. like making things beautiful and big. Mm. That's what I really wanted to do. Okay. So post high school, where did your journey go? Post high school, uh, took me to Clemson university. It was the only in-state school I applied to. And I was supposed That's to go it. to Auburn. We're Eagle. Really? Did not just cause some crazy family things started unfolding after yeah. dad died. Um, went to Clemson, loved it, mm. thrived, met great people. What year was this? The... And when you went to Clemson? The year I went to Clemson. That was 2013. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We were long ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were at NC State at 05 and 06. And okay. so we we played down there. Yes. So but yes. that was a long before that. The ACC. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Go ahead. Okay. We, uh, went, I went to Clemson. Um, my husband and I, we actually are high school sweethearts. So super sweet that he grew up knowing my dad too. And he's able to keep that legacy alive for me. But when all this was happening, we actually were broken up. We claim high school sweethearts, but we were broken up for about two years. We were on a break. We were on a break. So was he with you when you were doing all the crazy stuff? No, but he was hearing about all the crazy stuff Mm. and was like, no way. Rachel, Rachel McAfee is doing that, which is my maiden name. It's like, no way. That's her. Yes way. Yes way. Um, went to Clemson, still continue those behaviors. Okay. My freshman year of, of Clemson is when I really wrestled with what does freedom look like and yeah. is this it? And honestly, it came from a lot of the accountability Thomas held me to. So we became friends again my freshman year of college and he, without saying this, kind of said it and was like, I know who you're supposed to be and this isn't it. So when you want to be that girl, you let me know because yeah. I feel like I have a life with her. So how somehow, some way it's going to get worked out, but like yeah. you're her and I'm not sure how it's yeah. going to work, but you let me know when you want to show sure. up. Um, and it was the first time I feel like a man besides my dad had mm-hmm. spoken life into me instead of encouraged the bad behavior. 
Mm. which really got my attention. Like, wait, so you're saying you don't, you don't want to benefit from this? Like, yeah. okay, well that's yep. interesting. It made me lean in and really trust him. And, wow. uh, he said, take a chance on me. And I did fast forward. Yeah. We're married with two kids. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So in the college life, mm-hmm. you growing up, you didn't really know what you want to do business owner or whatever. Sure. PR. What did you go to school for? I went to school for communications. Communications. Mm-hmm. So leading into school, did you graduate? Did you graduate? Yes. Okay. When you graduated, what, where did your journey take you from right. there? Graduated. Uh, we got married very quickly. It was like bing, bang, boom. Like okay. graduation, marriage, moved, yeah. all the things. Um, my husband took a job with JH Ranch, which moved us to Birmingham. I did not know that. Yes. Okay. Yes, he was their right. activities director, yeah. all things adventure, right. which remember. Activities director, that's got to be the greatest job ever. <laughs> it was. He, it was like whitewater rafting, yeah. bikes, ropes, courses, all things. And remember, my dad passed away in mm-hmm. rock climbing accident. So I was mm. faced with my fear of sure. adventure, yeah. of risk, right. of hanging yeah. from the sky with ropes. No like this is crazy. But God took me on a healing journey yeah. and really used that to do big work internally. Because he was there on full-time staff, I was not. This is the tricky part about JH. It really confuses people. The property is in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the headquarters are here in Birmingham. Okay, why is that? It's a long story. It's yeah. the way that the the people that started JH Ranch well, The people that started JH Ranch, are they here in Birmingham? Mm-hmm. Okay, but they yes. have the property in California. It's a man who married a Birmingham girl. The Birmingham girl's parents said, don't take her away. He was like, okay. So they did both. Got it. Makes sense. Sparknotes I mean, not Yeah. Yeah. Sparknotes version. Okay. So y'all moved to Birmingham. Yes. What are you doing though? You got, I mean, do you have a job or you stay at home? I have a job. I worked retail um, just to try to figure out what this was going to be. We also thought our Birmingham season would just be a short stint, like sure. a fun little adventure before we started our real life. Mm. Um, didn't know really what we were signing up for, that we would love Birmingham yeah. and choose to stay. And what year was that? So 17, 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right before graduated we graduated early. So we moved in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oof, that is fast. So we moved here in late 17. So you guys got here in 16. Beacha. You did. Okay. <laughs> so you're here. He's at J Trench. You're mm-hmm. working retail yes. from there. What? Really kind of started wrestling with like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Um, Thomas also started having this quarter life crisis that he wanted to be a pilot. I know. Um, so things Fly just planes. started like pivoting and yeah. changing. And I felt like the little plates that we thought were very much secure started just like shaking apart and not in a bad way, but yeah. just like a, we could really lean in here mm-hmm. and ask God, like, what does this look like? And it either is messy and complicated and chaotic, which it is. And I think honestly, life saying yes to Jesus oftentimes is, (laughs) but it also is beautiful and fun. And like Mm -hmm. this adventure to chase. So we were in Birmingham decided to be a pilot. My husband also has been in the military for a while. He enlisted straight out of high school, like 17 year old air force guy was a mechanic, was a crew chief on fighter jets, um, and decided I want to be in the cockpit, not under the cock, not under the plane. Sure. Um, so we went on this big journey. Meanwhile, he's doing all of this. I'm also asking these questions. Like if Thomas is going for it, it quite inspires me to go yeah. for it. So what do I want to do? Which enter in what I do today, which is podcast world. Mm-hmm. Um, online encouragement is what yeah. I say. Because we do it on lots of platforms. Podcast is one of yeah. the like one of them million. Where it yeah. starts. Sure. So, so for, like, what was the first step into that 
this is what I want to do. So like you go from retail to like the practical steps that I went from working at retail to doing, what did you go into? Like, you know, it's so funny. I didn't know I wanted to do it. I had a friend ask me to do it with her. Yes. So I had a friend, her name, or I still have a friend. Her name is Mary Scott Mercer. Okay. She, um, her husband was deployed. My husband, not deployed, but was very much like working long days at JH ranch. We both felt very purposeless. Like there's gotta be something here for us. We have, cool stories, cool friends with cool stories. We've got resources. We're both creative systems minded. Like let's do something. And she's like, let's start a podcast. And this was in 16, 17. Yes. Podcasts were not, well, this was 17. But yeah, they were, they were there, but they weren't as pop. I mean, they've grown in popularity. They were your churches putting sermons on podcast platforms so people could listen later. Joe Rogan. Right. Or they were crime junkies and Mm -hmm. like storytelling type podcasts, but there were none like entertainment, Mm, there were, but they weren't any like clean, fun, faith-based yeah. entertainment shows. So we were like, let's start it. Let's do it. Um, we saw the need. We wanted the show to exist. So mm-hmm. we made the show exist um, as a summer project. Okay. We said 10 episodes, get us through the summer into the fall. And this never felt like we needed to give it up. We just kept going. So is she on there with you now? Not anymore. Okay. So tell me, tell me. So from 17, where did, how is the Cause the journey's kind of, I know. Right. Yeah. As so it does. what's it done since then? So we got to a point where the podcast had grown to a point where we needed to start like filing taxes, talking business. Okay. Like, let's stop. Yes. So where, when you say that, mm-hmm. because people, even these, this day and age, sure, there are thousands of podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. It's a little more complicated than blogging. How are you making money? Because that's have- the big question that people say. Yeah. You're sitting here talking to somebody. How does that make money? So tell me, even in 17, which sure. is six years ago, seven years ago, mm-hmm. how are you guys making money doing this? We had small ads. Right. So we had small ads on the show. We um, started hosting events. That was the main one. We hosted events and we started selling apparel. Okay. Ads on the show. Mm-hmm. So... Just like small businesses, yeah, like local Etsy businesses, shops, Etsy like shops. Okay. small people that were like, oh, I've loved listening to your show. I have this thing coming up. Would you mind saying something like as an ad? And we're like, this could work. And, so pay, sure. and they'd pay you. They pay us to have a running ad on the show. And then talk about it. Talk about it. Whatever. Use yep. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that. So tell me how the podcasting and, and I have a, a personal brand question here later on, but tell sure. me how the podcasting played alongside. Mm-hmm what you were doing on, on your social media platforms. Yes. So let's talk through that and how those got weaved yes. in and out. Um, also social media at this time I was doing not necessarily full time, but it was a great fun project for me to have. Uh, and that started just by organically posting wedding videos, wedding photos, um, just life as we knew it because living at JH Ranch was so interesting. We were, li- we were living in a trailer or a tiny home. We were driving a four-wheeler to work. My husband worked on ropes courses. I was like fun to follow. Do you know what I mean? So you <clears throat> so you went out there. Yes. We, how long every su- all summer? Yeah, we went spring to fall basically. And then we lived here fall, winter, early spring, moved back out there. So six and six, six months and six months? It was like seven, five. Seven, five, eight, seven four. out there? Seven uh, out there. Five out there, seven here. Really? It, yeah. I did not know that part of your journey. Yes. Okay. And we did that for about four years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're still doing, are you doing the podcast even back mm-hmm. and forth? So you're doing it remotely. Yes. Doing it remote for remote was cool. That's right. Okay. So you're doing social media. Mm-hmm. Just 
And I social say, media was fun. Like that, I were mean, you like, making any money on social? Barely. Okay. It's like an online scrapbook for me. I do it even if I wasn't making money. Yeah. But it was fun because it was it gave the podcast gave me an audio version to what I felt like I was already doing. Yeah. Were you cross promoting, cross pollinating? Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So, but it did feel very separate because remember, I started this with a friend. Yeah. It's called Behind the Bliss at this point. Yep. And it was not a Rachel thing. Yeah. It was a Rachel and Mary Scott thing. So I never, like, I didn't really have the permission to claim it 100% mine until we grew to a point and my friend was like, listen, I love this. It makes sense for you. I had no clue this is what it was going to turn into. Be blessed. Like, have it. Got to go. Got to go. So, so tell me at this point, just as just raw numbers, tell me at this point, what yeah. are you guys making a year doing this, doing podcasting? Still small. Yeah. Still small. It was probably like 20K. $20,000 a year. Max. But still. But that wasn't just from podcast either. It was a lot of things going into one pot, if that makes sense. So tell me about the the, the events portion, because that's interesting because you sure. hear, so like I love, there's a podcast called I Love, it's called My First Million. Okay. They're wonderful. Yeah. It's two guys. One guy had a newsletter company, sold it for 20 million bucks. Another guy had another company, had a merger. He sold it for a lot of money. It is two dudes Mm -hmm. talking. Yeah. I love it because they'll talk for an hour. Sometimes they have a guest, sometimes they won't. And they just talk about stuff that's going on. Now, they're like three times a week, Mm -hmm. but they just sit in front of a camera. Yeah. One of them is in... One of them's in New York. One of them's in like San Francisco or or Austin. Yeah. They just talk Mm -hmm. and they do events. So tell me what you guys were doing as far as events are concerned. The number one question is why, why were you doing events? Yeah. So the difference between podcast world and your typical social media world, social media world, people have platforms. They also have profiles. You can see their profile picture. You can, someone follows me to this day. I'll still sometimes go to their account and be like, oh, cute dog. Oh, she just got married. Like, I like to know who's following me. Podcasts, you don't know. You get IP addresses and you get location. You don't know a face, a name. Uh, Like, you don't know these things. Right. And the event sec- section really felt like an authentic way to get to know our people and connect with them, which was served them just as much as it served us. We needed that. Yeah. Um, so we did. We hosted our first event in Birmingham. We opened it up to 60 people. It sold out like within 20 minutes. And we were like, wow, there's actually people out there. So people are listening mm-hmm. and you said, we're going to do an event. What are you doing at an event? At? Is it just, hey, come meet everybody and talk to meet a community of people? Yes. And we also recorded a live podcast there. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, so fun. How long? So, listen, you will find out that I'm extremely technical. Okay. Like I want to know the practical. Great. That's who I am. Yes. So, tell me how long you did the podcast. Because, listen, here's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So, like the guy that I interviewed two times ago is 55 and he owns an auction company, and the guy's just a stud of a human being. Wow. Cool. Had no clue about any of this world. Mm hmm. Whereas this is your world. This is my and world. And so tell me, like, how many episodes did you guys get into mm-hmm. before you said, let's do an event? We were, we had had a year and it was still That's going. It? Mm-hmm. We had had a year, it was still going. And we were, we hadn't really looked at insights, numbers, analytics. That was neither of our worlds. It's very hard. So I found this out. I talked to my team. Yeah. Podcast metrics. Ugh, the worst. Freaking horrible. Yeah. You because can look at still, YouTube and see. Mm-hmm. So many Plays, things. Downloads, share, like, yes. Listen, you can't tell nothing. I know. On Spotify or Apple. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's out there, they want to improve this crap, do it. 
Yeah. It's a job for you. We, um, we pull it from our like host site, our RSS feed, yeah. like where, where the podcast is, it gives us good ideas. Right. Um, but yeah, we didn't really know those numbers, but we saw the traction we were getting online, the tags that we were getting, the people that were emailing us. And we we're like, wait, like people, people are listening to this. Let's right. go ahead and host it and just see who they are. Hosted the event. They came, we had women coming from Louisiana, Arkansas, <sighs> Florida, like everywhere to Birmingham to come hang out with us for a night. And it was a blast, Thomas. We had so much fun. So we're like, let's do that again. Um, we didn't plan another one before Mary Scott left. So there's all that. Um, we had more after Mary Scott left, but until then we had that one that we did you. together. Yes. Okay. So here's the other nerdy technical part. Sure. So it's you and Mary Scott. Is there anybody else or is it just y'all? Is it, would it be two iPhones or a computer or a, you know, a, what, how did y'all? Computer, two yeah. cute microphones from Amazon, sure. me and her, she's in South Carolina and I'm in Alabama and we recorded virtually with our virtual guests. I went to school for communications, but my senior thesis was actually a project that our professor said, work with an Adobe system, like Adobe Creative yeah. Suite is what people use to do graphic design, audio design, like all the things. She said, pick an Adobe software that you feel like you won't use in your career. Won't? Won't, just so that you can challenge yourself. Okay. Um, and get to know something that you're uncomfortable with. I chose Adobe Audition, which is sound engineering. And I did a news program. Okay. And I learned Adobe Audition, not knowing I would ever have a podcast. That's so incredible. I was your editing, scheduling, producing queen and Mary Scott was very much like the systems, the emails, yeah. the things like the admin. Um, and it worked. And so it was just us two. It was just us two. So just you two, you've got this, you do the event. It's an extreme success. 60 <clears> people. <throat> Where was the event? It was at a small studio in Kaaba Heights no longer exists. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you do this event. What did that do to you? Did that, was that encouraging? Was it yes. like, did it light a fire? Like, it lit oh my gosh, we can fire. do so many things from here. Like, tell it, me, tell me what the next thought was. It lit a fire. And I think honestly, it was because when you're recording behind a microphone, it's me and you right now, right? Sure. When you're recording solo shows, it's just you. You don't see, you're not speaking to a person or you don't really know who, where this is going to land, how it's going to land with them, what mm. they're personally walking through to know even what message they need to hear at that moment. This event gave me the fire under my tush to be like, no, I'm recording for Sarah. I'm recording for Natalia. I'm recording for whoever. So when the girl I, from Louisiana, the girl from Louisiana yeah. that drove, that is our loyal girl pushes play every Wednesday morning, like them. Right. And so it almost kept me accountable and stripped me of my pride to realize like, this isn't about me. This isn't about being heard. This is about speaking to someone and encouraging them where they are. Yeah. And so I just felt this new responsibility. Like this isn't mine to give up. Wow. And Mary Scott was like, this is mine to give up. Like yeah. this needs to go further, bigger, better. And if this is Rachel's calling and where she saw me as a friend, she's like, I see your direction. I mm. don't know if you see it, but I have vision for you and this makes sense. So I'm going to bow out, bless you and, and champion you from afar. We're still, we're a hundred percent best friends right. now. We don't have to share anything. We can just be friends. So where, nice. when she transitioned out of that, what happened there? How, how did you- Friendship wise? No, 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 no. From a, from a podcast standpoint. Oh, Hot mess. I mean, she carried all the systems. So it okay. kind of... That's, that's a super fancy word. People sure. say that all the time. She carried scheduling. She okay. carried growth. She carried... Growth. What do you mean growth? Um, Strategy. Okay. Like, okay, so we record, a, we record a podcast and I felt like I would wing it from there. But she's like, here's our systems of operation. Here's how we do it. Here's how it falls through. So that if any one of us moves, changes, 
needs help, someone else can come in and understand how to pick it up with us. I was not that girl. Mm. Mary Scott was. So when Mary Scott left, me not being the systems girl, I was a little bit lost and felt like I was winging it. Hire some part-time help remote. It worked for a season. Um, we never hired like long-term. We just hired cause I needed help at that yeah. moment. Um, part-time hourly situation. She was great. Her life moved on. Our, our life started picking up too. This is enter in Thomas's okay. air force career, becoming a pilot, right. moving around a ton, yeah. having babies, like all right. these things that just life started getting complicated. The podcast felt complicated, but I still never felt like I needed to walk away. Mm-hmm. So just continue to pray for help. Um, today, we have a whole team. Uh, Thomas is very on board. He helps a ton with negotiation and strategy. And honestly, he's my cheerleader. Like yeah. you just need that person on your team. We have a girl named Emily Rowlett. She's in Katy, Texas. She is our in-house marketing communications girl. She helps. What does she do? She helps. Like t- tactically every day, what does she do? She's admin Okay. for um, emails. She okay. helps schedule guests on the show, get them all figured out, um, scheduling logistics, things like that. She does email newsletters and all of our marketing, like online things. Um, she is also visionary. So we are going through a really fun, big rebrand situation. She's helped with launch team, knowing logistics, knowing what our list looks like as far as changing cover photo title. I mean, she really does everything. Okay. So when you're like, what does she do? I'm like, it's easier to tell me you what she doesn't do. <laughs> um, so and you then, got those two, you got Thomas and you, you got, got Thomas the girl and Katie, Katie, Texas. Okay. We have Kate and Philip with a podcast management team in Nashville. They do all of our editing, scheduling and producing. She's so helpful. So yes, editing, scheduling, producing. So mm-hmm. what you do, you sit and I sit behind a microphone, get pretty, I upload sit in front it. of it and you push up a couple buttons and <clears> upload it. And the next day it's scheduled, it comes out and I can trust my people. It's mm. wild. Okay. Are you on any video right now? Are you doing video? We are doing short, short video, like reels form, but no longer. Are you video. just cutting them out of the podcast and doing mm-hmm. that? Yes. How many are you getting out of each podcast? Uh, one. We one? Are, yeah. Thomas, I know this is where the growth happens. We were speaking before recording about this is our room for growth. And if we have in the oh. past year, listen, in the past year, our listenership has grown 88%. Okay. So where are you at from a listenership standpoint now? About to hit 2 million downloads. Total. Total. Total from the five years? From five years. Technically four and a half. Yes. Four and a half years, 2 million downloads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. There's, I got 47 questions right now. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. Sure. Behind the bliss, Mary Kate leaves. Mary Scott. Mary Scott. Yeah. Sorry. You're good. Mary Scott leaves. Where does it transition from there? I know you said the systems, you had the girl come in and help. Yeah. But like, did you just continue on every week mm-hmm. doing it? How doing did you, how did the dynamic like where did what did you change mm-hmm. now that you don't have this person with you? Yeah. We relied a lot on interview type shows yeah. because it was less mind work Mm. and the content was provided by these incredible women that were coming on sharing their own wisdom. I never felt like I needed to be an expert. I was the girl that was hungry for growth, just like Mm. my listeners. And I just was the girl that took the microphone to ask the questions everyone was asking Gotcha. in their mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So you do behind the bliss. There's a lot of things that happen. We'll get to those. You have a couple kids, Mm -hmm. you you know, Thomas is flying around. He's traveling for work. He's Mm -hmm. all this stuff. The steady, the slow, 
I say monotonous, not in a negative way. No, I the get slow, it. The monotonous, mundane. Like, the mundane. Yes. You have to become, you have to be fine with mundanity. You have to be mm-hmm. in order to grow. Mm-hmm. So you've done this for five years now. Yeah. What, what's made, just talk about the, the transition of um, the branding change, the name, all those things. Tell yes. me, tell me why that, why that happened, why you're doing that. Okay. There's two ways I can go with this. I can tell you the heart reason and why it makes sense for vision or, and I could tell you the strategy reason strategy strategy. So the neat thing about our podcast, we are, I'd say 85% of our shows are interview based. Mm-hmm. The 15% shows that are so low are people's favorites, but we love to have on other women that are wiser, older, get it. Okay. Let me stop. Yes. Why then if the 15%, uh-huh. the small section, yeah. why are you not doing more of those if that's what people want? Um, Yes. And that's why a lot of things are changing. Good. Yes. Okay. That's why a lot of things are changing. We are realizing that we are a personality show. Anyone could say what I'm saying, um, but it doesn't land the same. And I'm not like raising myself or patting myself on the back, but like, I've always been the girl that will be awkward first. I've always, even in my friend group, I'm the girl to break the ice. I can get up there and do karaoke first. I am that girl. Yes. I can, I can read the room. I can be like, this is funky. Let me tell a story. You know what I mean? Like I've been that girl and I can be in a space, even virtual, even behind a microphone and know like no one's talking about marital sex when you're starting out married first. No one's talking about postpartum anxiety anxiety and how hard the transition from one to two can be. No one's talking about this. And partly like, it's no fun to listen to, which is why no one's talking about it. Well, not no fun, but you know what I mean? Like it's It's, it's it's intimidating to to go for it. And so I'm not going to do it perfect. So I think part of me felt like I need to have someone else on the show that can speak to this better than I can Mm -hmm. because I'm just experiencing it. I'm not an expert in it. Um, But now I do feel like people don't need the expert advice. They just need the person to sit next to them, hug them, be like, yeah, me too. This is what happened to me and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here's how I'm working through it. Or yeah. here's the questions I still have. And right. here's the resources that have been helping me along the way. And I'm mm. realizing now I don't need to have it figured out for people to be curious and lean in yeah. with me. I, they think, I think we just need people that are willing to bring what's in the dark out yeah. um, to invite people to speak to it, or whatever. So sometimes there are going to be the experts because I'm interested in those conversations, sure. but the people want the solo shows. They love it when Thomas comes on. Mm. They love just hearing like us be silly and funky. And yeah. just, I think what people desire now okay. is different than what people desired five years ago. I agree with that. Culture wise, just yeah. in the world. And yeah. I think people are really craving companionship and mm. knowing that, especially in motherhood, companionship could be tough. Nap sure. times don't line up or whatever. Like you feel alone planets a lot are of tough. Times. Yes. And yeah. so I am happy to be that girl. And I feel like my audience has grown up with me. Five years ago, we were all starting to get married, all getting mm. engaged. The topics changed. Topics changed. Now, not all of us, but a lot of us are married, have kids, have had multiples, have moved, have had friendship breakups, are starting careers or figuring out this is not what I want to do as a career. We're all in a similar stage where we've all grown since five years ago. So I'm able to like speak to that girl who's listening, who is also a mom of two with a husband that's doing the dang thing. And we're all just trying to do it together. Companionship. Sure. So what's, you know, what are the strategy reasons for the branding change? Yes. So the guests that we did have on the show, um, have been incredible. I mean, we've had some of my faith heroes on the show. I cannot even believe I've sat behind the microphone to chat with. Um, And those people have come to us through publishing houses and agencies where they've written a book or they're coming out with a new song Mm. or have a new project and their agent reaches out to a media list 
TV shows, radio, podcasts, we're on that list somehow, some way. How did you get on the list? Favor of God. Truly still don't have an answer. We got this random email one day um, from a publishing house um, and they, Thomas Nelson, and they said, here's all of our spring books that are coming out and all of our authors. We'd love for one or all of them to be on your show. Let us know what you're interested in. And these were people like Stacey Eldridge. Um, John Eldridge's wife? John Eldridge's wow. wife. Um, I'm trying to think of people. You mentioned Carrie Emily, Job earlier. Emily P. Freeman. Carrie Job has been on our show yeah. too. Ellie Holcomb, Kathy Lee Gifford, just wow. like random big people. I was like, this is spam. This, there's no way yeah. this is legit, right? I was like, who, me? This is from China. Yeah, I was like, man, they did not get the right email. They Thomas, had, do not put our credit card in there. Yeah, I'm like, they uh, had a typo in their email and yeah. we just happened to get it or something wow. like that. When in reality, though, they wanted us. And so um, I have had now really cool relationships with publishing houses mm. and agencies and have had several publicists, um, like literary agents come to me and been like, if you ever want to be on this side of things, you just let me know when. Mm. And um, so I've had a message and a girl on my heart for a while and have been given opportunity and strategists have said, if you want to do this excellently, you want to do this well, we need you to like come out from behind the curtain. You're no longer behind the bliss. You're Rachel Autry. So like, how can you be confident in that and the gifts God's given you and not hide behind another name or whatever and be okay being a personality and being a an introduction to what maybe God has for other people. Who said that? Who told you that? And if you don't have to tell me a name, that's sure. fine, but just a random girl, like a girl. Several people. Yeah. So um, we have someone that we really admire and trust in this world yeah. and went to her kind of In outside. the podcast world or the media world? Podcast, media, yeah. publishing, all of okay. it. She kind of dabbles in it all and was like, hey, if we're going to take this approach and do it well, do it excellently, do it long-term, yeah. what does this look like? Like, just tear us to shreds. Sure. Like, what are we doing? What are we not doing? And she was the one that gave us a good list of, you need to change your name. Uh, if you don't want your book or whatever project you ever work on in the future to be called Behind the Bliss, now it's time you got to change it mm. before you start introducing yourself and having these conversations and book proposals because you don't want to be the girl that's changing things. You want to be the consistent, the showing up on purpose. You're confident. They want that. Yeah. And that's the tricky part about the media world is you are... You are you, but you're also selling you. Yeah. And it is a ministry. It's also a business. Mm -hmm. And so when they intersect, it feels super icky and cringy. And that's a hard thing I'm working through. Why does it feel icky and cringy? That's a hard thing I'm working through. I think I grew up in a evangelical culture and it's not a parent's thing. I think it was totally a timing thing where it was like, serve, don't be served. Like mm. the first will be last and the last will be first and all these things. And so it was humble and it was the right thing to do to step aside and it not be a about you. And I think that now what we're realizing, I'll say this. Now what I'm realizing is there's nothing wrong with being confident in your calling and being, and nothing wrong with magnifying God. And sometimes in order to magnify God, you have to be the person to step up and ask a question on hold a microphone and lead people that are craving to be led. And we like every stage needs that person. Every world needs that girl. Um, and so why not me? Well, here's the thing I think of, and this is the encouragement that just came in my heart. Sure. Is this, is you've made reference to mm -hmm. a handful of times mm -hmm. since we've been talking about a clean, life-giving, yes. positive platform. Yes. There are tons of platforms and people out there That's right. that say and do things that are really just not life-giving. And when you leave that thing in your ear. Yeah you're uh you're filled you feel happy 
Great example. Got a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. She had listened to this crime thing, this whatever, <laughs> and it was not, didn't have the explicit stuff on it. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. It's a story. It's like watching a movie. Oh, no. Did it haunt her? It did not haunt her, but she woke up one night and she had a bad dream and she was petrified. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no more. Right. And she's like, sounds good. Yes. So... I say all that to say, mm-hmm. and you said you're dealing with it now. Yeah. The encouragement part is, listen. Yes. Just like there's multiple guys. I mean, there are so many different people that talk about crazy things that use horrible language that talk about deplorable things out there. Right. If God is leading you yeah. to be an evangelist, an encourager, a positive vibe, this is the way he's doing it in 2023, 2024, right. and beyond. That's right. Because... It's, this is used for the devil in so many ways. That's right. And for those of y'all listening, I point at the microphone. <laughs> but it can also be used to make, build people up. That's and right. make people feel good. And that's what God's calling you to do. And so step Amen. into it. And some, what someone's done is said, hey, mm-hmm. in my terms is, hey, let's use what the devil has made media and, you know, yeah. being out there and look at me to, okay, how can we take this, elevate mm-hmm. Not so much you, but elevate you in order to you to proclaim whatever message that is. Right. I also grew up with an incredible dad who taught me like you are like what you listen to, what you watch and what you read. You will become that. And if I can offer a something for people to listen to, watch or read that is life giving, then praise God that I'm able to help someone answer a question, meet them where they are or whatever. And I'm learning that now and realizing um, it's actually not humility that kept me from the front. It was pride. Hmm. And you'd think like taking a back seat and wanting to be in the back seat. That's so humble of you. And oh, I'm that's like, so great. That's so, so great. So, yeah. So servant hearted <laughs> of you. I'm like, no, in the reality, the, the motivation for not being in the front seat or not being on stage with the microphone, if it was, you care about what people think about you. You don't want to be misunderstood X, Y, Z. It's a pride issue, not a humility yeah. issue. And so what does it look like for me to step aside from myself and be like, God, use me. And he's like, sure. I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to use you, show up. Right. I'm like, okay, so now we're at that point where I'm like, I'm ready. I want to do this excellently. Yeah. And so they have said, you need to put your name in it. You need something a little bit less sticky mm-hmm. than behind the bliss, a little bit more general. So real talk mm-hmm. with Rach, real yeah. talk with Rachel Autry. That's where this came from. Um, and it gives me more options. It gives me um, a, like more opportunity to pivot when God calls me to pivot because I'm not so stuck with where I am. Sure. And also my personal thing is it feels like an overflow of my life's ministry as it is. Mm-hmm. It's no longer behind the bliss is one pillar and then Rachel, my real life is over here. It is an overflow and interwebs ministry of being like, here's my motherhood journey. Here's what I'm learning. And I'm just going to talk about it on the microphone too. So are you intertwining? And I hate to say this because I don't really think of you as this, but I kind of do. Sure. Are you intertwining the podcast part of who you are in the podcast job? It's a job. Yeah. um, With the social media. Because there's a a large portion of you that's Mm influencer-esque where you talk about things and people pay you to do stuff like that. So are you going to kind of make sure they're both on the same brand? Mm -hmm. I got you. They will all be married together. Yeah. And it's like you can either... Watch the reel, listen to the whole episode, or you can read this post, but you're going to get something similar, but just in different ways. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners, you know, so I'm just able to meet that girl, same message, different deliveries, and it feels right. Some people can't listen to an hour. No, 
I know. I and used some to be people that are like sixty seconds is fine, <laughs> mm-hmm. but what sixty seconds does is sixty seconds will get someone to listen. That's right to the hour. That's right. So okay, so let's talk about the journey of the. Let's talk about income. Okay, because that's something that everybody wants to talk about. They want to talk about money. They want to talk about what they're doing. Yes. How is this? You know, super cute mom of two making money. Sure. Doing social media slash podcasting. Mm-hmm. So how has that grown since the days of your person leaving? Wild. Uh, we now are, we used to be affiliate link driven. so like commission based. Um, you'll see people link things online. There's a unique link that tracks them back with different programs and platforms out there that would give them pennies to the dollar, like for purchasing something. They said a book or yeah, a top or something for your kid. Okay. Um, we used to be strictly like affiliate driven. That was where a lot of our income was, which wasn't much Mm -hmm. again, like I said, pennies to the dollar. Well, It's really hard. Unless you have a gigantic platform, that's and right. Gazillions of people are buying your stuff or mm-hmm. other people's stuff through you, mm-hmm. because a lot of times there's not a huge markup on some of that stuff, right? And a lot of times, like the the item has to sell itself. You can try as hard as you want sure. to, and if somebody doesn't want it, they don't want it. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but now we have worked with specific uh, companies and brands that we're very loyal to, or that are very loyal to us, yeah. and they will give us commission and be kind, but they are also paying for the space on podcast or on my blog or on Instagram. Yeah. And so that has been another form of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we have apparel that we sell. So a lot of people love merchandise. They do. We aren't the kind of people you're going to walk around with our logo on our hat. That's not us, but we do really want to create comfortable, like practical clothing okay. for people working from home, moms at home, athleisure type things, but that also have a message that remind you when you look at your shirt in the mirror, when you look down at your sleeve or when you're wearing a bracelet of something that's more important. And that's been really fun. So you've got affiliate stuff. Yep. Affiliate <clears throat> stuff for those who don't know, Rachel talks about a shirt, a book or whatever. The link is in the link tree. The link is in the bio, whatever. Right. On your Go stories. click the link. Oh, this yeah. is so cute. You buy it. She gets it cost you it cost you twenty five bucks. She gets you don't 40, pay any more to support you get me through forty seven cents. That's right. I like people think that it's spam. Like it's pennies. nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. It adds up. It, it does. does. It does. And and if you get that, the need to go do it. Right. Uh, if I say something like that, I try to do that all the time. That's right. Tim Ferriss is the king of this. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you how much crap I've bought from him off of Tim Ferriss's yeah five uh, five Bullet Friday newsletter. Yep. Don't yep. even listen to the podcast. Right. But in his newsletter, it has something to promote. Yep. I mean, so I've done that before, so I get it. And then sponsorships. Sponsorships is Pillsbury pays you to. I'm, I don't know if it's Pillsbury. I have no clue. <laughs> That'd be I'm cool. Ju- I'm just Pillsbury. I'm just saying at? something. Yeah. So Pillsbury <laughs> says, uh, uh, "Hey, talk about our biscuits and make three things." And so you make something fun with your kids. Sure. I don't know. Yep. Exactly. So, and then they yeah. they pay me a check to say thank you. And hopefully it's long-term. So we don't like to do the one-off things. We like to say Mm. we like in order for this to actually convert, make sense for you, but also make sense for my time. Let's work out some kind of six month, 12 month, nine month, three month thing. Um, and so that's been a new way we've approached things that has helped. Okay. Here's my technical question. Yep. How do you go about, because I've seen this happen Mm -hmm. with other people. How do you go and still remain the girl that's talking about how her kids won't eat and mix in mm-hmm. these Pillsbury biscuits are so good. Like how do you not seem salesy when you sign a year contract with somebody 
selling whatever or sure. sponsoring whatever because I have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm also a consumer just as much as I'm a creator. I'm a yeah. consumer. I've seen it. Yeah. I've been like, oh, I'm calling bull crap. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm like, there's no this? way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, I love it. And I'm like, yeah. it still has a tag on it. Exactly. Like stop talking. Exactly. I've been that girl. And so I will a lot of times say no. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say. Yeah. I, I filter. I know. I know my audience. I know me. I know when it feels icky and I never want to make money off of something I don't, I don't believe in. I think I've done that one time and I had someone message me and be like, this doesn't work. And I'm like, I know, you Mm. know, and it just was an instant guilt. Like, I don't know someone's financial situation. And if I convinced you to spend extra money than you had budgeted that month on something that I told you, you needed, you did, you didn't really actually need, like, that's on me. Like I have to answer that. And I don't want to, um, also, like my time these days is so precious. Like yeah. I, you were saying, like two I have kids. two boys, two yeah. kids. I work from home. Like I do the nap time hustle right now. This That's my season of life. And so if I'm going to do something, it's going to pay me well. And it's going to be something that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. If I'm not excited about it, it's really hard for me to show up well. Um, so it's typically these days going to be with like Lifeway women and their devotionals, things that make sense that I know are going to be theologically sound and life-giving for people. I love Lifeway. Um, it's going to be with Stanley. Like I love Stanley and have worked with them for years, um, and have a commission with them. But they also pay me sometimes for certain projects they have or campaigns that they'll have. And I'm like, I will use that anyways. Absolutely. Um, it's gotta feel real. Yeah. And I think people can sense it when it's not too. I agree with you. Um, okay. Let's talk through this. Mm -hmm. So through this five year process, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of life change. Mm Mm-hmm. Husband become a pilot, takes him away, like he like travels for his job. So yes. he's gone a lot. <laughs> he's literally gone, gone. Yeah, he's when gone, he's gone, gone, he's gone, gone. Yeah. Right. Um two kids. Yeah. Very quickly. Yes. <laughs> How old are your kids now? Two and a half and six months. Wow. So two kids. Mm-hmm. Tell me how life changed in that last two and a half years. Yeah. From Getting pregnant, having babies, now doing life with two babies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me that process of like, how did how did you change from a work standpoint? Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something. People don't understand this. I know. That when you are single and, and have a job and you're killing your job, you have so much freaking time. I mean, you could say it until midnight if you wanted to, and it, there's no consequence. Absolutely. When you have a husband or a spouse and you have no kids, the time is still mm-hmm. <clears throat> astronomical. Yep. But when you have a human, it is like you sit there and I tell people this all the time. You need to take advantage of the time you have when you don't have a kid to kill it. Yeah. Set and create you up. income and yes. set yourself up. Systems. Systems to set yourself up. Yeah. Because when you have the human... It is like something sucked off. Like they, it's like they took just multiple hours <laughs> off your clock every yeah, day. I know. In a, in a, not in a bad way, but just in a, in, a, in, a, in a reality way. Yes. So tell me how you transitioned from I'm the girl that's in, doing influencing stuff, but also mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Now you got two. Oh, I got two kids. Enter in outsourcing. Like yeah. that is why when I realized if I want to do what I want to do well mm-hmm. and what I feel like I need to be doing well, it's going to look like asking people for help. Yeah. Um, and whether that's help, like help watch my kids so that I can go and be here and like be present yeah. or help 
with outsourcing this so that I can be with my kids and be present sure. and realizing I'm wearing a lot of hats. Um, Jenna Kutcher, I don't know if you yeah. know. Yeah. She said this and I thought it was brilliant. She said, society expects moms to mom like they don't have a job, but to work like they don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And so how do you do that? Like, how do you show up in a space and be fully present there when I have two kids at home with a babysitter right now? And I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they, things could be falling apart. No and in the back of my mind, that's exactly what I'm thinking about, yeah. although I'm here. And so how do you contain what all life's thrown at you? And that looks like asking for help. And yeah. it also so means you have to be intentional with what you're doing yeah. and it has to make sense. And you have to have a why, yeah. like before I think I showed up for the sake of showing up. Like I was saying earlier, I felt purposeless a bit yeah. and I needed something to do. So I just did it. Now it's like, I don't need something to do. I got stuff, I to, got do. stuff to do. I got stuff to show up for, but the, if this is what I'm called to do, I need to figure out how to do it well. Yeah. And I've asked for help. The hard part is about the statement that you said that Jenna said is people don't have that expectation of men. Mm-hmm. They don't have that expectation. I don't have that expectation. Some don't. A lot of them. A lot of, no, I'm talking society in general. Just the general people. Sure. Don't expect men to work like right. they don't have kids. Right. And parent like they don't have a job. Right. Right. But that's not an expectation. Right. But a lot of times it is an expectation. And that's not fair. And I'm not a, like a pro, I'm not sexist or I'm sure. not like pro woman. Like, that's I'm just, just like kind of how a the guy. story has been. It's just, it is. It's just one of those things. So yeah. Um, that's awesome. So I'm just learning now what does it look like to ask for help and outsource and know and trust. This is a part of it too, is that other people could probably do it better than me. Mm-hmm. And I got to be okay with that. Well, I learned this a long time ago. And, um, when I was coaching, Coach Amato mm-hmm. taught us this. Mm-hmm. But Coach Bowden taught Coach Amato this. He said, you got to hire people that are better than you. Yes, 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 yes. He says, you, you need to know what's going on. He says, but my job is to hire an offensive coordinator that's better than me. My job is to hire a video guy that's better than me mm-hmm. because there's some things that I do well, but I can't learn everything. No. And be successful and be a great parent and be a great spouse. I can't do it. Right. So we got to hire people that are better than us. And if we are the smartest person in the room, you're doing it wrong. We need to get in another freaking room. Yep, exactly. So, um, okay, I got a handful of questions and I want... Quick, concise answers. Yeah. And some of these you're going to know and some of these you're not going to know. Okay. What are you great at? Ooh, I love that. I think I am great at connecting people, connecting good people with good people. Hey, I can't help you. This person, I know Susie. Susie, meet Jennifer. Part delegation, but part relational. That's great. Okay. Uh, What are you working on right now to be a better human? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm in counseling. Okay. I'll say it proudly. Do it. Nothing wrong with paying someone to sit on their couch and talking right. about your yeah. problems. Um, and I think doing that hard work has freed me up and given me margin to be the best in a lot of different areas of my life. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on having a personal brand? I think it's extremely pers- like extremely important. Why? Um, because people these days are all about needing to know the person behind something, um, needing to know there's a lot, there's a lot of makeup companies out there. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and they're all making lipstick, but why do you choose to wear the one that you're wearing? Maybe because it's working well, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of the girl. And I feel like there's a lot of my friends out there too, that we purchase something because we believe in it a little bit more than the fact it works well. And that has become a big movement 
Um, and so not that you need to like prove yourself or anything, but if there's a lot of catering companies, like why do they choose you? Yeah. It's because they know you. And I don't think personal brand looks like logo website, business card, personal brand is who you are and why you are the way you are. And so I think regardless, if you have a logo, a color scheme, a font that you go to, it's not really like a personal brand. The way I think people think personal brand, everyone has a brand. You're known for something. Brand equals legacy sort of thing. So I think, is it important to have a legacy? Absolutely. Absolutely. What is the, what is a non-negotiable part of your day? Ooh, that's so good. That is so good. Um, first thing that came to my mind, which is funny, the thing that I want to say is spending time with Jesus. Yes. Okay. But honestly, the first thing that came to my mind is like quality time with my boys. Okay. Like phone down, yeah. eyes up. Get on the ground, play trucks. You're not a fast text texture backer. I'm sorry. No, that's great. <laughs> no, I love that. No, uh, I'm totally fine with that. Like, yeah, I'm like, really not. Like yesterday, <clears throat> I had from eight o'clock to like one forty. Mm-hmm. There was no phone time. Yeah. I mean, my team's texting me. My friend, like, I got one text, and this one guy's like, "Hey, dude, pick up your phone." Yeah. Because he wanted to get me on a call at a certain time, and mm-hmm. I need to commit to it. And I'm like, dude, I just, I'm, I'm just come up for air. Yeah. And so that's great. Though. I want that's them to totally get the best fine. of me. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to grow up with a leave it to beaver memory Sorry. like I had. Perfect. Um, business wise, where do you get your content ideas from? Cause mm-hmm. you're just, you're a one man show now. Yes. I know you do some interviews. Sure. But like, where, where does that come from? It very feel, it feels very overflow-ish. So, um, for example, we have a show coming up that's it's like... a word, overflow-ish. Overflow-ish. <laughs> uh, yeah. It feels I, like I know what you mean. Authentic. Yeah. It feels very, uh, yes. Um, for example, we are in the thick of summertime as we're recording this, and I'm doing Summertime with Two Littles, and mm. we rely on a Mother's Day Out program that's not happening in the summertime. Yep. So it's up to me to find activities and make memories and adventures, and so my... I'll we would love to record like a summer bucket list kind of play. Sure. Like what are, what are things that you could do right now to make this summer one that you look back on and be like, that was one of my favorites. True life stuff. True life stuff. Answering the questions that yeah. I'm asking myself and it causes me to dig deeper for an answer that I'm really trying to find. I know other people want to. Anybody that does what we do, mm-hmm. I want to encourage them. There's a guy named Nathan Berry. Have you heard of Nathan? Mm-mm, no. Oh tell me, gosh. tell me, tell me. He's a wonderful human being. Nathan, uh, I want to say he lives in Idaho. <sighs> I think he lives in Boise. He started a company called ConvertKit. Oh, I know ConvertKit. Yeah, he yeah. owns it. Wow. But he has an article, and I'll send you this article. He has an article called The Content Flywheel. Okay. Rachel. It's good. It's so good. Like, okay. This guy is so authentic and so normal, and just he loves his family. Um, he's a good, great human being. I don't even use ConvertKit. But he's such a good dude. And yeah. he's got this article. And for people like us, it is a must read, must digest, must practice. Okay. I'll send it to you. It's Please great. Do. Yes. So it just helps with creating ideas and creating things to talk about. Um, newsletter. Do you have a newsletter? We do. We okay. love it. Tell me about it. We um, have a newsletter. It goes out once every two weeks. And okay. it is like a big... Us too. A big... Uh, spark notes overhaul. Like, here's what you missed podcast wise. Here's what you missed. I talked about on Instagram being my favorite. Here's personally what I'm being encouraged by. It is a, it is like a, a love letter. Good. Yes. Are you making any money on your newsletter yet? Affiliate link okay. commission. And then that's part of our sponsorship negotiation is okay. being involved in that. 
Where can someone subscribe to that? Yes, you can text the word bestie, B E S T I E, to the number 55444. Say that again. Bestie, B-E-S-T-I-E, to the number 55444. That's awesome. And it and it asks you some questions and signs you up because no one wants to have to click three links to get there. No. Not anymore. That's so. great. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. All right, so before we like wrap up, and here's sure. what I want to do too. Yeah. I want you, after we ask these questions, I want you to ask me, whatever if you have questions. You sure. may not have questions. Yeah, I love it. It's fine. Um, okay, so five questions that I just, I think are fun. Uh, what's your go-to activity with your kids? Oh, backyard, just like popsicles, backyard, super simple. Yeah. That's what I'm learning about toddlerhood right now yeah. is they just want to explore. They don't need an activity, like yeah. get them bored yeah. and just supervise. Right. And the things that this kid does is hilarious. That's so good. Yeah. He calls baseball golf a thing right, right now. That's you fine. mix baseball and golf and you better watch out. That's right. Those it's, balls are flying. Totally fine. That's right. Uh, my my kids love. We have we bought about two Christmases ago. I spent like seven thousand bucks and bought a side by side. Okay. Listen. You love it. They love it. Yeah. They walk in. There's probably four out of seven days. Dad, can we ride the side by side? And that I look. All they want to do is ride. I love that. All they want to do is ride. Like mm -hmm. my seven year old girl, who's extremely girly. She changes clothes fourteen times a day. No exaggeration. And my son, who is rough and tumble, hunt, fish, football, basketball, yeah. he wants to. My 14 year old, who's very girly, but very athletic. She's uh -huh. a tall volleyball player. Okay. She just wants to go ride. So it. it is like, that's our thing. That is so fun. Like we did it last night at 7 30. Yeah. Summertime is the best. It is really the best. It it's is so, so good. fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, who is your favorite follow? on any social media platform. The person, and I know you're going to probably piss people off because you didn't say them. Who is the person when they come up, you are excited to read their thing or watch their video? One, I only want one. Am I allowed to look? Like typically yeah, it's it. like the person yeah. that comes up first on my stories. Let's see who that is today. Um, Cause I, gosh, I have a several that I really love. Um, Okay, I have one. <clears throat> Jess Connolly. Do you know who Jess Connolly is? I may have heard that name before, but refresh me. And I okay. Can't. I have the privilege of knowing her personally just through some family stuff, but she um, is an author. She's a speaker. Her and her husband have a church in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and she wrote a book called Breaking Free from Body Shame. She's really mm -hmm. all about like this whole like loving who you've been yeah. created to be movement. Wonderful. But she is so fun and colorful and she's got it. Like she's also very creative. Yeah. And the things she says and the way she presents them, I'm like, girl, yes. Like anything, I'm on board. That's all. Oh, Jess, we awesome. love you. She's Perfect. really cool. She also is a coach. So she does lots of coaching for yeah. women that have big dreams. Like maybe even women listening to this. So mm -hmm. go check it out. It's Perfect. called Go and Tell Gals. All right. We'll cut that too. Um, what are you focused on learning right now? So like mm -hmm. we talked about you being a better human, yes. doing counseling, talking sure. to somebody, working through whatever. What do you want to, what are you learning? Like mm -hmm. physically, I'm reading this book, I'm watching these videos, I'm doing, what are you learning right now? Yes, a lot about being emotionally healthy sounds a lot more general than what it really is, but mm -hmm. knowing I'm not going to get it right yeah. and being okay with not getting it right, but learning how to repair when I get it wrong. It's like Apple. Mm -hmm. They want it perfect, but they also know that it's not going to be perfect. That's right. It's why they have so many freaking updates to your phone. Yes. And it's okay to put something out there that's not perfect. That's good. And so that's mm -hmm. the, the analogy that I use. Yes, I mean, how many good. How many times do you have to update your laptop or your whatever? Yeah, so system reset. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And Getting the bugs out. Yes. And even like that looks like relationally in my marriage and in my kid's life. Like yeah. 
getting impatient or snapping or being irritable, like being able to go to Maddox, my, my two year old Mm -hmm. who can kind of start understanding it and seeing it. And he's understanding reading emotion and being like, mom was really impatient and I'm learning a lot about what it looks like to be a mom. Thanks for being patient with me, you know, and knowing I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to get perfect. We try, try, happen. God only knows. Yeah. Um, what is the, your favorite vacation that you've ever taken? Oh, easy. Oh, right. Um, so dad okay. lived life to the fullest, right? Um, we started doing this thing right before he passed away and I'm so grateful every day for it. I think I think about this trip once a day. I'm not even kidding. Like since he's passed away oh my gosh. once a day, um, he, they would basically wrap a book. It's national geographic book. And I think it's 500 places to go before you die. And this one, one of our last trips we went on, they bookmarked a page and it was Switzerland. And we went to Switzerland as a family and we rode the trains, we did the hikes, we went into snow, we went to valleys. Like we went and shopped, we ate great pizza, like it was so fun. And I feel like one of those times where I look back and I'm like, I can't believe that was real. It was beautiful. I know that sounds super bougie, no, but no, I am no, like, no, that is listen. like, cause it, we thing, didn't get any other gifts. Fine. Like that's, that's fine. That's cool. That's yeah. the, the least of my like joys and things. The thing I think the cool part is mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. The they were like, okay, no the, presents this uh, year. Like, going on adventures as a family is the only present we need. And we all were like, yeah, we all signed up for it. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And those are the memories I look back on now that I don't have my dad. And I think about the conversations we had on that hike or my brothers and my mom took a train back home. And my dad's like, do you want to do this, this hike with me? It's like four miles. So we got this. And I'm like, yeah, let's hike home together. I was 16 when we went on this trip. That's incredible, Mm -hmm. man. Um, what is the best vacation? that you've never taken? Oh, let's go. I want to go to Italy so bad. Really? Yes. Okay. I want the romance. I want the pasta. I want, I want it all. Yeah. The question is, do you bring the kids or not? Because I want those experiences (sighs) for them. It's so hard, Rach. But I also am like, gosh, date night in Italy sounds fabulous. So. I I think that, so like we dealt with this probably four or five years ago. So we were very, very slow to leave our kids like okay. years. Yeah. And we got super intentional probably five years ago, four years ago, four or five years ago, with mm-hmm. we take at least one trip a year Love that. by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our go-to is Mexico because when we, when we vacation. Like, like all-inclusive, like oh, don't yeah, want to worry listen, about it. Listen, yeah. I don't want to do nothing. That's right. I, we go hard enough while we're here. That's right. That I'm like. I don't want to go hiking. Okay. I don't want to go exploring. Uh, uh, uh. No agenda. No. I want to eat. I want to sit. I want to read. I want to be in the water. I don't want to wear a shirt. Like I I just like, I don't want to do nothing. And so we are very intentional with that because you need it. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. We take it. And here's, it's a weird time. We take it the week before Thanksgiving. Okay. That's a great time to go to Mexico. No one's there. No one's there. And the (laughs) the water's incredible. Cool. But, it's also after the fall is always busy. I don't care who you are. Okay. If you got kids. Yeah. Your 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 kids are only two and a half. But when they start playing sports because you got two boys. I literally cannot even imagine. I have friends in that right now and I'm pick up the phone and she's yeah. in the car. And she pick up the phone, yeah. she's back Going in the practice. car. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? No, it's it's true, it's real life. But listen, there's nothing, not many things better than watching your kids play sports. That's so fun. If you're into sports, now look, we are huge sports people. That's a part of our life a part of our soul. So like, that's big for us. Um, 
But we, it's a great, the timing is perfect. That's so cool. Because no one really does anything the week before Thanksgiving because they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And sports are kind of winding down. Mm-hmm. So like if we miss anything, it's not much. And so it's great. Whoa, that's so good to know. Yeah. It's, it's a great time. So, okay. Last question, practical question. And I'll let you fire away at me. What's the best book that you've ever read? Can't say the Bible. Oh, um, um, can I say two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Number one is one that I, I feel like I recommend all the time, which is why I'll say yeah. it was one of, the, one of the best. They're both nonfiction. The first one is Power of a Praying Parent. Yep. Um, they also have Power of Praying Wife. They Whatever, have Power yeah, of Praying I've Husband. Like yep. there's so many different. Yep. Stormy O'Martin. Stormy, yeah. Yeah. It's her name. Um, great series, book, mm-hmm. all things. Whatever area of life you are in, you need to read that book. Right. Um, so good. And then recently, I am obsessed with Sissy Goff and David Thomas. They have a podcast called Raising Boys and Girls. They are parenting gurus about just like cultivating healthy household. Okay. So good. Um, and... David wrote a book. So Sissy really deals with like the girls. She wrote a book called Raising Worry-Free Girls. But David Thomas has a book called Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. And it is fascinating about how boys, men have been made and like neurologically, anatomically, like what they need to thrive emotionally. And no wonder we have some very emotionally neglected, neglectful men in culture and society, like no wonder. And, and a lot of it's not rocket science and it's just fascinating to read. So highly recommend that parent or not. It's wonderful. I have heard of them. Yeah. They're great people. They're in Nashville. That's wonderful. Okay. <clears throat> great. And then, okay. Sorry. One more. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, fine. sorry. Jefferson Bethke or Jeffrey Bethke. Oh shoot. Is it bad? I don't remember. Um, anyways, Jeff Bethke, he wrote a book called, um, uh, to hell with the hustle. Okay. And it's all about getting back to rhythms that don't feel forced. Sure. And just doing life as it is uh, with your people, with your family, and doing things on purpose. And it is so good. It, it'll free you up. It'll call you out, step on your toes, but it'll also free you up. I love things like that because you have to have things like that that kind of bring you back into the mm-hmm. reality of things. Mm-hmm. So, Anyways, um, sorry. There's three. No, that's right. No, I love that. Because <laughs> uh, I think that pe- people that are readers are they, 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 readers they, are leaders. They, they are, but people that are readers are always looking for something that somebody recommends. Have you read the ruthless elimination of hurry? It's very similar to, to okay. hell with the hustle. Yes. Have you read the wealthy gardener? No, you're the second person in a month to recommend it. Okay. Must read. Okay. Must read. We will read it. 400 and something pages. Okay. It's a cross between a parable and a guy telling a story. So I can't, I forgot the guy's name, but I've recommended okay. this for years. Okay. It's the best book I've ever read. Okay. Hands down. We'll do. Okay. But what he does is he's writing letters. He's a chiropractor. Hmm. And his, his, his thing is building wealth slash legacy wealth. But the book is based off of him writing emails back and forth to his college son. Whoa. And teaching him these things and these principles. Mm-hmm. And it's a parable about the wealthy gardener, Mm -hmm. but then he transitions into talking about him being a chiropractor and him transitioning in what he's actually doing. Whoa, that's really cool. Rach, it's so good. I need to add that. It is so, so good. Y'all should see my nightstand though. It's so bad. I have like seven books sitting there just waiting for me to read and I just keep dusting around them. (laughs) Another question, are you hell bent on... If I pick it up, I'm I'm finishing it. No. Or, 
You're not me neither. No, especially with nonfiction books. It I'm, sounds so bad, but I'll be you. like, that doesn't reply to me and I'll skip the chapter and yes. I'll go to the next. Yeah. Okay. I know. That's okay. So great. Right, I reread books too. And so I feel like if you're going to reread a book, you'll get something out of it anyways. So that's what I'm it's doing. Okay. This, so the, that's the funny. We can bebop that. around. So the first six months of the year, I read new stuff. The mm -hmm. second six months, I'm rereading great stuff. That's a really cool. Alex Hermosi. Have you ever heard of him? No. He is crazy. He is extremely wise. can be extremely vulgar, but he's awesome. Okay. Okay. And he says, there's a lot of people out there to talk, talk about how many books they've read. Let's, let's get 10, 15, 20, 30 books that are unbelievable and are life-changing, and let's reread them and really learn those. That's good. And so we've been doing that. And Wealthy Garden was one of them. Okay. Slight Edge was one of them. Okay. It, there are a handful of them that are just so good. very impactful. So, but yeah. You have anything for me? Anything at all? Yes. Uh, here's what I'm really leaning into and learning uh, or curious to learn. What is something you feel like you are learning as a dad right now that has really changed the game and you wish you would have known earlier? It's like easy. started it early. All kids are not the same. Um, we're dealing, having a hard time presently with our seven-year-old. And because my 14-year-old and my 11-year-old were raised a certain way mm -hmm. by us, mm -hmm. we have pivoted a little bit and raising this third one a different way. And I'm having a hard time with it. Because they need it? They need uh, it to be I different? Don't know if or you need it. want it to be I don't be know different. if they need no, no, this is, I'm, I'll be honest with you, this is more, more wife-driven than, than dad-driven. Okay. Um, you got to trust that mama. You do. And it's just so different. Uh-huh. And I'm having a hard time with it. And she is very headstrong. The, the, not my wife, the, the, the daughter. <laughs> She's very Get headstrong. Better. She's very mm -hmm. verbal and very just like ostentatious. And so learning that the kids are all not the same. Okay. And you're going to have to, just like, just like in coaching, you can't coach all kids the same. You can't treat all kids the same mm -hmm. because they all have different needs, mm -hmm. desires, and wants. That's right. Um, you need to quickly figure out what your kids love language is what speaks to their soul mm -hmm. where do they want how do they, how do they want to be loved and how do they love wow that's good so figuring those two, the two things out with your kids is extremely important just as important it is with your spouse mm -hmm. so obviously you, i would assume you've read five love languages or yeah. understand the book it's the same thing with our kids it's a, it's the same thing with all humans mm -hmm. i'm a toucher like, I want to touch, I want to be touched, that's just to who I am. Okay, mm. not in a sexual way so much as just like, I get it. that's just the connection. Yeah, it's a connection Got part it. for me. Uh, and so that's a part of who I am. That's a part of who my, my son is. If I'm sitting at my desk in the morning, all three of the kids will come up, sit on my lap, and just hang. And just hang. And I, I love, love it. that. Mm -hmm. I love it. But some of them, my, my daughter is a, is a gift, and like, she buys stuff, and Tegan's like, gonna save my money. And like, no one touch it. No, you yeah. no one. But like the other day, I said, um, just John, John, and here's what she did though. She saved up like $700. She's 14. She saved up $700 to take a trip to Colorado to see her friend. Oh, that is so precious. She's quality time. She, she is. But like Tegan, on the, other, on the other hand, who's 11, I said something about, I don't really know how much the freaking kid got. I don't know how much she's got. So I said something the other day. I was like, are you sure you need to buy this, son? He goes, yep. I go, well, how much money you got? He goes, I got plenty, Dad. 
Worry like, about yourself. I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good. You know how much money you have, Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I love it. So like, so like, uh, the understanding your kids in those those ways, I think is um, that's so cool. Is incredibly important. That yeah, you can't raise them all the same. Okay, that's good. We're so. seeing that now, even with a little six month old, totally different baby. Oh. And like, I, and, and now that I, what I've learned from even just having a two and a half year old, again, not an expert, but just learning that like you can see his tendencies and personality, even from those moments as a baby slash infant, you're like, oh, this makes so much sense that yeah. you're like this now. And so now that we know that we're applying it to our six month old and being like, this will be interesting how this one plays out. You know, there's also a huge, um, there's also a huge correlation in the order that they were born. So yes. there's a birth order book out there that talks about those different things. What first order, born, second what, what do you, which, well, now you know, but what would you have known I was a firstborn female? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. firstborn. I can tell that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my son is a second born, which they say has a lot of, um, there's still leadership tendencies there, but it's just in a different way. Sure. Have you seen the Instagram videos or the TikTok videos where it's like first kid, and it yes. Out. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Sounds good. Uh-huh. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And the second kid's like, yeah, whatever. And uh-huh. the third kid's like, not doing it. Yeah. Listen, yes. it is yes. it is our family. That it is, is our so family to all of them. Yeah. All of them fit. Uh-huh. And uh so there was a there was that one of the so day funny. where this it was a slow motion of this kid just jumping in this pool, just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the the lady's voice behind the, the camera was like, Let me tell you about that second born kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a flying crap about anything. That's right. And I'm like, he don't. He doesn't. He oh, don't care. this will be fun. So you're, and I'm a straight up boy mom. I'm like, I don't even know what I would do if we had a girl. Like, I, you guys I want to have other kids. Mom. We would love more kids. Good. I mean, like, not right now. Give me, a, give me a break. Give me a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We. I don't know if you know this. Sorry, we're going there. But like, I miscarried between our first I and our second. Not. So I literally have been pregnant for three years straight. Yeah, you have. I need a moment. I need a moment. Okay, so I will, I'm not going to tell like this Thomas, guy's name. Thomas, don't sneeze yes, on me. no doubt. I'm Agreed. not going to tell you this guy's name, but you're going to die. What? So there's a there's a guy that I met last week. Okay. And I, he's extremely known in this Birmingham community. Okay. And I'm getting to know him. I'm sitting down with breakfast with him. I'm talking. So, hey, tell me about your kids. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, we got um got two eighth graders and we go through here and whatever. What? It's like, oh. So you got twins? No. No. No, are they I Irish said, well, how, twins? Well, how, how, how far apart are they? He goes, 10 months. No. No, that's my worst fear. How oh, is that truly... freaking possible? Oh, it's possible. I have friends like that too. 10 months? Yes. Let's talk about how one of my friends, she has a son too. She, he's two. Mm-hmm. And she just had her, like just delivered her second pregnancy of twins. So she has three, two and under. Under two. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You go girl. It's yes. Emily who's helping me. Wow. Yeah. Man, oh man. Anything else for you? That's awesome. This has been wonderful. Hey, thank you so much. This has been great. I think that you've, um, I know that you have been very encouraging to a a lot of people out there. Thanks. um, Because there's been a lot of different things in your journey, but also like um, being bold about wanting to be out there Mm -hmm. and share your message because not in an arrogant way, but because it's what you're called to do. And so I think that's wonderful. And I really appreciate you. you. Where can someone, 
Yeah. Find you. They have a question. <clears throat> hey, tell me about so-and-so. Hey, I think you should have so-and-so on your... I don't know. Anything. Anything. Where can someone find Rachel Autry? Yeah, you can find me online at rachelautry.com, A-W-T-R-E-Y. Okay. Uh, you can also join our newsletter, like we said yep. earlier, texting bestie to 55444, mm-hmm. um, or just email me at rachel at rachelautry.com. Perfect. Thank yep. you so much. Thanks awesome episode. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks for being here. All right.